0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriagepodcast.
1: All right, so you love your spouse, and there are a lot of reasons for that. But let's be honest, there are some things about him or her that drive you crazy. And Greg, we're hitting the 35-year mark here for Dina and me. And it's interesting. I told her just the other day, I said, Yeah, you're very blunt and opinionated, and that's, frankly, that was a very winsome quality when I married you. It's irritating now, and I was smiling when I said it, but it is sort of irritating to me now, and we really, it's funny, because 35 years in, we're still working on how to communicate, and I chew too loudly. So we've actually... <laughs> <laughs> we we've actually taken to turning up the dinner music, so because there's something about the way I chew that bothers my wife. These That's are why s- I never offer
2: you gum. <laughs> by the way,
1: well, <laughs> I wouldn't chew gum here. <laughs> I can assure you of that. I'm John Fuller. I'm joined by the comic Dr. Greg Smalley. <laughs> and Greg, you know, uh, it is interesting how those little things become annoyances. They they're like the pebble in the shoe thing. I'm sure that if Erin were here, she would tell us about how you irritate her in some way.
2: Oh, she would freely tell you. Because we, we same thing, we have these little irritations, these annoyances. I know that as an introvert that I drive her crazy because I just want to be at home. I'm a homebody. And she, as an extrovert, wants to go out and be out and do things. Can't do enough. Outside. I know that drives her crazy. Erin, I love her but she is late for everything, (laughs) and it just drives me batty. We've had to
1: really navigate all of this, and and keeping a smile on your face and just reminding each other we're a team and we're better together because of these differences is so important. If you can relate, then uh, we've got a great conversation for you here with Dr. Gary Chapman, who wrote the classic book, The Five Love Languages, and he's got some wonderful advice about how to overcome those little irritations in your marriage.
3: Dr. Chapman, it is so good to have you back at Focus on the Family. Well, thank you, Jim. I always enjoy being here. Hey, last time it was both fun and painful. (laughs) Painful in that, okay, i got to do better in that area. Uh, But we talked about those things that irritate us, And we talked about the fact that in many marriages today, we're not even able to communicate the strain. We don't sit down. We don't take the time to say, let me share something with you, and you can share something with me, which you encouraged us to do last time. Let's role play that for a minute. Let's say, uh, well, use your own experience, or if you want me, I'll use mine with Gene. But (laughs) how would I even approach that? Tonight when I go home, how do I sit with Gene and say... Gene, I'd like to share something that irritates me about you. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, first of all, Jim, you need to have an open discussion, husband and wife, and say, you know, we realize that there are things that we irritate. Each of us irritate the other. Why don't we get us a plan? And one plan would be this. This week, I'll ask you, is there something you'd like to share with me that I'm doing or not doing that irritates you? So start with yourself. Start with yourself. And then next week, you know, we turn it around, and it'll be every other week. And you can choose the night, and uh, you just ask. If you agree to do that, then you don't have to get up the courage every week to bring it up because you've already agreed that this week I'm going to ask you, and next week you're going to ask me, and this is going to be a part of our life from now on. Mm. And so you've, you've got you a plan where you can share these things. So if you've got the plan, then you can say, honey, I think this is my week. And so what I want to do... She would remember that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what I want to do is uh, ask you, is this a good night to ask you uh, to share with me one thing that, uh, that I could stop doing or start doing that would make life better for
3: you? That's a wonderful See. question. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just at, at its very core, it fulfills so much of, uh, of a Christian and scriptural mandate yeah. for us as husbands and wives, doesn't it? It does. And here's what I suggest also, Jim, that once I've
0: asked you that, you say, well, honey, before I tell you that, I want to tell you three things I really like about you. Mm. And you say, I really like the fact that you vacuum the floor on Thursday night. This is what my wife would say. And I really like the fact that you get the hairs out of the sink. <laughs> and I really like the fact that you take the garbage out.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Now, if you want to know how you can be even better, and she shares with me one thing that I could do that would make life easier for her. Well, see, I feel affirmed by her. I feel like I'm already doing pretty good job but I can be better and she's telling me how I can be better it's easier to receive her suggestion because she's told me three things she likes about
3: me. Well, and you were very specific with that three-to-one ratio. Is that a magic formula? You know, I just take that out of the book of
0: Revelation, where God said to the church at Ephesus, you know, there's three things I like about you, and there's one thing I wish you'd
3: change. (laughs) It's a great model. (laughs) So even God is doing that in that context. Mm. Uh, Gary, it's wonderful to be able to capture that. I can imagine there are many women hearing this, though, and they're gasping, thinking, uh, my husband and I can never communicate like that. Because if I open that door to share something that you would like me to improve upon, he will pounce on that. Mm. And they fear it. Um, How can they get over that to where they can even become vulnerable to hear it? Well, you
0: know, I think the natural thing is if we're having struggles in a marriage, it's because my spouse is not doing this or not doing that (laughs) or because they're doing the wrong things. And that's the place where we go all the time. In our mind, we go there. But the place Jesus said to start was by getting the beam out of your own eye. Mm-hmm. And this is just trying to apply that principle. So if that wife who's fearful would simply say to her husband, maybe they don't have this discussion that I mentioned about, you know, I'll do it this week, you do it next week. She's afraid to do that. She just says to him, I've been thinking about how I'd like to be a better wife. I know I'm not perfect and I want to be a better wife. And I'm, going to, I'm asking you to tell me one thing that I could do or stop doing that would make life better for you. Now please don't give me five things because I can I, I just want to work on one. I'll ask you again later on for another one, but just give me one. Most husbands, even though he may brush it off at first and say, Oh, you're doing fine mm-hmm. you know, if he didn't want to get into it, you're doing fine. But she said, No, I'm serious. You know, I, I really want to be a better wife and I want you to give me an idea on how I could do that. If he really feels she's serious, he may not that night, but he may come back the next night. But she comes back and says, you know, honey, you didn't tell me last night, but I know you've thought about it today. I'm ready. Tell me one thing. He will. And if he sees her do that one thing, he's beginning to think, what is going on here? You know, and she does it. Let's say two weeks later, she does it again. And, well, it's not long before he's thinking, well, wait a minute. This is kind of one-sided. You know, why don't you give me a suggestion on how I could be a better husband? So she brings him into it without ever discussing it, just by her model. Mm.
3: And again, that's very scriptural, isn't it? It is. What the Lord said we should do. So, Greg,
1: following up with what Dr. Gary Chapman said there, there are certain things about your spouse that just aren't going to change. And how do you encourage couples that you counsel to accept those things, to look past those things that are never going to change?
2: I take them right to Proverbs 19.11. Listen you, to this verse. you whip them with
1: scripture. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I thump them with a big Bible. It says, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. And so, what it's saying is that wisdom will help you to overlook an offense. So, how that plays out then in a marriage is that I have to quickly have wisdom to decide if the thing that is annoying me, irritating me, grating on me that Aaron is doing, see, I'm looking for the wisdom that will help me to decide. Is this my issue, hmm. or is this a violation of God's law or word or what He is saying? And that's a big, big difference. Like when Aaron is late, is the fact that she's late, which is very annoying, is that violating? Well, it's God's contrary principle? to God's character because He's never late; He's yeah, always that's on time. True. <laughs> so, do you have <laughs> a biblical reason then? I, I, I probably wouldn't go quite there because <laughs> because it's not. That's a good question. It's to it's ask. really not violating yeah. God's principle, it's not harming our relationship like some other things. So that's an opportunity for me to let Erin be Erin, to let her be human, to overlook that. Because, as you have said previously, uh,
1: she is an extrovert. So I'm guessing she's late because she's making people a priority. Right. Probably. Uh, Which I, is a good I, thing. Hey, let's believe, let's yeah. choose to believe <laughs> we'll that. We'll go with that. I like it. it. it I
3: mean, I appreciate it's the thrilling. way you're,
1: you're framing it. You're saying get some perspective here because this actually, that irritation, that annoyance you're feeling actually could be you
2: more than your spouse. Absolutely. But at the same time, if there is a, a behavior that's going on... That, that is in direct violation of God's Word, or if it's harmful to you personally or to the marriage, then, see, that's worth confronting. So I'm talking about things like, I mean, if there's abuse, domestic violence, pornography, infidelity, addiction, yeah. those things. Those are all major yeah. situations. Yeah. The the wisdom there is you've got to confront that. Call us. You can talk to a counselor. I mean, yeah. I mean do something to deal with those things versus... Okay, hey, the wisdom that something that irritates me that's not that big of a deal, I can let that go. Yeah. So you you've got you need that wisdom that King Solomon is talking about mm-hmm. to figure out is this my issue, and I can let it go, or is this yeah. really an issue that's that's needing to be confronted. And you mentioned our counseling team; they are superb.
1: They I really mean, are. These are professionals who uh, we are so grateful to have them on the team because you could call and make a consultation uh, appointment. They'll they'll call you back and they will listen they're uh, They're gracious and kind and compassion. It's not like a forever phone call. It's I think about twenty minutes or thirty minutes. But
2: they really do a lot of frontline work for the ministry, don't they Greg They really do, and not only will they help you think through the issue, but then they can help connect you to a counselor that focus that we've vetted in in we could recommend in your area that that's i cannot tell you how valuable that is yeah well
1: we want to help and so please get in touch Uh, we've got the contact info in the episode notes let me mention a couple of things Um, it may be that you don't need to call for help you just want to improve your marriage somehow uh, follow up and uh, learn more about dr chapman's book So the free marriage assessment is the first thing I'd mention, and uh, we've had uh, lots and lots of people benefit from that marriage assessment, which shows you as a couple how you're doing, how you can grow and move things forward. And then I mentioned the book by Dr. Chapman, Happily Ever After. We'd like to send that to you if you can make a generous gift of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift uh, to this ministry. That'll be our way of encouraging you and and equipping you to grow in your marriage. And uh, again, we'll have links for all of this in the show notes. We'll have Dr. Chapman back next time. For now, on behalf of Dr. Greg Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family
0: Marriage podcast.